ಕೃಷ್ಣಪುಣ್ಯಶ್ರವಣಕೀರ್ತನ ಪುಣ್ಯಶ್ರವಣಕೀರ್ತನ ಹೃದಂತಸ್ಥಿ ಅಭದ್ರಾಣಿ ಹೃದಂತಸ್ಥಿ ಅಭದ್ರಾಣಿ ವಿಧುನ್ನೋತಿ ಸುಹುಸ್ಸತಿನ್ನೋತಿ ಸುಹುಸ್ಸತಷ್ಟಪ್ರಾಯು ಅಭದ್ರೇಶು ಅಷ್ಟಪ್ರಾಯು ಅಭದ್ರೇಶು ನಿತ್ಯಂ ಭಾಗವತ ಸೇವೆಯ ನಿತ್ಯಂ ಭಾಗವತ ಸೇವೆಯ ಭಗವತಿ ಉತ್ತಮ ಶ್ಲೋಕೆ ಅತಿ ಉತ್ತಮ ಶ್ಲೋಕೆ ಭಕ್ತಿರ್ಭವತಿ ನೈಷ್ಟಿಕಿ ಭಕ್ತಿರ್ಭವತಿ ನೈಷ್ಟಿ ಬೈ ರೆಗ್ಯುಲರ್ ಅಟೆಂಡೆನ್ಸ್ ಇನ್ ಕ್ಲಾಸಸ್ ಆನ್ ಭಾಗವತಂ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಬೈ ರೆಂಡ್ರಿಂಗ್ ಆಫ್ ಸರ್ವಿಸ್ ಟು ದ ಪ್ಯೂರ್ ಡಿವೋಟಿ all that is troublesome to the heart is almost completely destroyed and loving service on the personality of godhead whose praise with transcendental songs is established as an irrevocable fact so today's verse for discussion canto 6 prescribed duties for mankind <coughs> chapter 18 diti vows to kill king indra ಟೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ನಂಬರ್ ಫಾರ್ಟಿ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ ದಿತಿರ್ವಾಚ ಧಾರಯಿಷ್ಯೇ ವ್ರತಂ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮನ್ ವ್ರತಂ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮನ್ ಧಾರಯಿಷ್ಯೇ ವ್ರತಂ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮನ್ ವ್ರತ ಬ್ರೂಹಿ ಕಾರ್ಯಾನಿ ಬ್ರೂಹಿ ಕಾರ್ಯಾನಿ ಚೇಹ ನಿಷಿಹ ನಿಷಿತ ಗೃಹಂತ ಜ್ಞಾನಂತಿಚ ಧಾರಯಿಷ್ಯೇ ವ್ರತಂ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮನ್ ಬ್ರೂಹಿ ಕಾರ್ಯಾನಿ ಮೇಹ ನಿಷಿಧಾನಿ ನ ವ್ರತ ಜ್ಞಾನಂತಿ ಉತ ದಿತಿರ್ವಾಚ ಧಾರಯಿಷ್ಯೇ ವ್ರತಂ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮನ್ ಬ್ರೂಹಿ ಕಾರ್ಯಾನಿ ಮೇಹ ನಿಷಿಧಾನಿ ನ್ರತ ಘನಂತಿ ಉತ ದಿತಿರ್ವಾಚ ಧಾರಯಿಷ್ಯೇ ವ್ರತಂ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮನ್ ಬ್ರೂಹಿ ಕಾರ್ಯಾನಿ ಮೇಹ ನಿಷಿಧಾನಿ ನ್ರತಂ ಜ್ಞಾನಂತಿ ಉತ yeah word to word meaning by his divine grace shila prabhupad ki jai diti uvacha diti said dharayishe i shall accept vratam wow brahman my dear brahmana bruhi please state karyani must be done yani what me to me yani what cha and iha here nishidhani is forbidden na not vratam the vow gnananti break yani what uta also translation by his divine grace shila prabhupad ki jai diti replied my dear brahmana i must accept your advice and follow the vow 
Now let me understand what I have to do, what is forbidden and what will not break the vow. Please clarify, state all this to me. Or please clearly state all this to me. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. As stated above, a woman is generally inclined to serve her own purposes. Kasyapa Muni proposed to train Diti to fulfill her desires within one year, and she was eager to kill Indra. She immediately agreed, saying, Please let me know what the vow is and how I have to follow it. I promise that I shall do the needful and not break the vow. This is another side of woman's psychology. Even though a woman is very fond of fulfilling her own plans, when someone instructs her, especially her husband, she innocently follows and thus she can be trained for better purposes. <clears throat> By nature, a woman wants to be a follower of a man. Therefore, if the man is good, the woman can be trained for a good purpose. <clears throat> Om Jnanati Mirandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Enatasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Vistam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamahyam Dadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Sri Guru Sri Yuta Padakamalam <coughs> Sri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Sri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Ragunatan Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Saitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Sri Vishakan Vitamscha Mukam Karoti Vachalam Pangam Langayate Girim Yatkrapatamaham Vande Paramananda Madhavam the Supreme Personality Godhead has the form of Satchitananda Vigraha. I offer my respectful obeisances unto him who turns the dumb into eloquent speakers and enables the lame to cross mountains. Such is the mercy of the Lord. Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadha Shivasadigaur Bhaktarinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. <coughs> I read the translation. Diti replied, My dear Brahmana, I must accept your advice and follow the vow. Now let me understand what I have to do, what is forbidden and what will not break the vow. Please clearly state all this to me. <coughs> So, in this verse, Srila Prabhupada is trying to talk to us about the psychology of uh, a woman. And psychology of any person is very complex and looks like a woman's psychology is equally complex or more complex. Because if you go back a few verses before, we find that um, <coughs> in verse number 24, Lord Indra, who is very much fond of sense gratification, has killed the two brothers Hiranyaksha and Hiranyakashipu by means of Lord Vishnu. So he arranges to kill two demons. From Indra's perspective, there are two demons, but from Diti's perspective, they are her two sons. So therefore, uh, she is going through the agony. And, but if you take a step backward, that is in 30, Lord Brahma, in order to progenate the entire universe, he has created uh, the living entities in such a way that there is attraction between man and woman. And the consequence of attraction between a man and woman is the uh, progeny. <coughs> so therefore, 
she wanted to take the revenge and in previous verse also we had the discussion that a woman does not hesitate to kill her own husband in one of the discussions it was said and here uh, prabhupada is saying that a woman uh, equally follows her husband and therefore we find the psychology of a woman very complex to understand and to a greater extent my personal experience also shows it is difficult to understand your own wife my wife often tells me it's now 37 years that we are married you still don't know me that's a statement uh, sometimes she makes to me and i thought there is one book uh, one should read in order to understand the psychology uh, of both men and women and that book is uh, men are from the mars and women are from the venus has anyone read that book thank you mother i believe i've not read it but i've heard a lot about that book and i tried to access that book in the light of today's uh, discussion but i didn't have any time to uh, look at that book but that book uh, i believe gives uh, quite a bit about it talks about the emotional aspect of a woman and the uh, the problem solving nature of a man and some of the aspects of the essence of that uh, i try to uh, just summarize because uh, i thought i can't have access to that book but at least let me go through what that book is saying so i read a, uh, a five minutes uh, read so not read i just saw a five minutes summary of that uh, book uh, and the essence of that she says that women want men to listen to them while men desire solutions to problems so this is one of the statements from that book because the book was written by a, a, a psychologist and that book i believe in that year of publication for the four successive years that was the largest number of uh, books sold in the market and so far more than 15 million copies of that book has been sold so therefore i thought i must access that book sometime uh, at least if not for anything at least to understand still my wife because she said you still don't know me even after such a long period of time so this is what the, the emotional aspect of a woman that she wants men to listen and when i read this statement it suddenly triggered uh the the discussion i had with my uh with my office can say manager and she is from jaipur where shrinaji is highly revered and she said chandra i said what do you do in the evening after going home because i said i try to give her bhagavad gita she said no nah, i don't want this because i visited sinaji temple almost every day uh, during my childhood my father used to drive me every day to sinaji temple i have to have darshan and come back and at this stage i'm not interested in that i said then what do you do in the evening she said after going home at the dinner table i'll tell what all has happened in my office to my husband and he must listen to me and if he doesn't listen to me i become angry with him so therefore this statement women want men to listen to them and then what does your husband do he says my husband has to listen to me and equally tell me what all has happened in his office to me if he doesn't do that i'll become angry i said this is what you do every day she said yes chandra every day this is what we do so then i thought well this is uh, so that so that's what this guy uh, in that men are from mars and women are from venus are uh, trying to tell and this is here i did 
the colleague, she said, uh, this is what I am. And so therefore, don't preach me or don't tell me about Bhagavad Gita. I know all that. Now, this is where I am. So that means that we should understand a person at what level the person is. And from that level, one should be able to take to the highest level of Krishna consciousness. And here we find Diti is uh, frowning with anger. So much so that she wants to kill Indra. Because he was the cause for uh, her son's death. So we, we try to understand from the psychological perspective and then try to respond to a situation. I find that we can respond in uh, four different ways. Possibly there are other ways as well, but at least this is what I have observed. When somebody hurts you, somebody causes injury to you, one type of response is you equally cause injury to the person. So it's like uh, we say that if that guy throws one stone at you, then you throw two stones or ten stones at him. So this is the normal reaction in the material world. This is the first type of response. And we could, we, typically we can't call this as a response, but it's a reaction. And now... Diti is on that platform that Indra has caused injury to her emotions and which is natural if somebody uh, kills one's own children, it's not easy to uh, swallow that pain. Many times, uh, those of you who have been to Vrindavan especially, you find that monkeys often uh, come uh, across your vehicle and sometimes you feel that uh, somebody driving uh, kills the baby monkey on the road. And the mother monkey is just around the dead body of her child. And the mother monkey would not allow anyone to come nearby. So much so that if I, even if you're walking on the uh, side platform, the monkey tries to come to you to attack you. So if at a lower level of species, an animal, if she's so much fond of her child and is reacting violently, then a man, you can, take it you can say natural or obviously, would react in that way at the death of their child. But this is being at the bodily platform. And this reaction, it could be for the death or it could be for any injury, or it could be for anything, you react in that way. That's the first type of uh, response. The second type of response is that the person has injured you, you just keep quiet. You passively swallow uh, that pain. But in the process, neither in the first reaction, neither the, uh, the victim or between the two persons, neither of them gets benefited. And the second type of response also, neither of them get benefited. Because the person who has caused injury will continue to cause injury to you or to others in a similar situation. And the person who received the injury, he has swallowed it, he or she has swallowed it, but internally is feeling the pain. Externally the person may not exhibit, but internally the person is feeling pain. So therefore, in the second type of response as well, neither of them is getting benefited. A third type of response is somebody causes injury to you, you try to talk back to the person in a gentle manner and express yourself that 
with your thoughts or with your words, with your actions, I am getting injured. If the other person is equally a gentleman, may respond and may say sorry. And to that extent, that may soothen your feelings. But it depends, once again, it is situational. If the injury is deep, simply saying a sorry may not really solve the problem. Because sometimes the Injury is so deep, it's like in this case, Diti's case, it's not that Indra goes and says to Indra, uh, Diti, I'm sorry. That does not help Diti uh, to feel, uh, okay, Indra has uh, said sorry, I can forgive him. Because it's a deep injury caused to her uh, consciousness. And therefore we need to respond or take to the fourth type of response in which the person should be elevated to Krishna consciousness. And that's what we find uh, Kashyapamuni is trying to do. So when a person causes injury to us, we are injured because we are not on the platform of Krishna consciousness. We are not on the platform of spiritual plane. We are not on the platform of Brahma, Bhuta, Prasannatma. And because I am not on the platform of spiritual plane, that injury affects me. But if I am strong in my Krishna consciousness, no matter what other person do, whether it is financial injury, whether it is emotional injury, or it could be any physical injury, physical, mental, intellectual, emotional, financial, any of those injuries caused to us will not touch us if I am strong in my Krishna consciousness. And when I say strong in Krishna consciousness, at least the person should have crossed the Anartha Nivrati stage or somebody should be on a Nista platform. If the person has not reached the Nista platform, then a deeper financial or emotional injury is not easily swallowed. It can't be digested. Because the person may be chanting, but he is still fighting with his or her own anarthas. I'll give you just an example. I'll not take the name because he's the, uh, the person is a very uh, senior devotee, been practicing for a number of years. And this happened some time ago. The person gave me a call <coughs> and he said, Prabhu, I'm upset. I said, what's the matter? India lost match against the, some other country. Hockey match they lost. I did not know what to say, how to respond. I just said, yeah, it's possible. Because here is a devotee who has been chanting for the last 20 years and he said he is upset um, because India lost the match. So what that indicates to us is, just because somebody is chanting does not mean that the person has crossed the Anartha Nivruti stage and therefore uh, we may think from our perspective why the person is so much upset with that. If a person can be impacted by just losing a match where we have nothing to do with, that means that we have a long way to go on our journey. And here we find Kashyapa Muni is in a dilemma, is stuck, that he has given a promise. And this promise is not that of a Kali Yuga man. A Kali Yuga man may say that, well, promises are meant to be broken. 
but he is not of that age or not of this yuga he is from a yuga where promises are kept and therefore now he has given a he promises his wife that he'll satisfy his her emotional requirements and he understood that she wants to kill so he can't take the first response he can't take the second response he can't take the third response so therefore he has to lift her to the highest platform of krishna consciousness so he should lift her to become a vaishnavi and she if she can be lifted to the level of becoming a vaishnavi then automatically this desire for killing indra uh, will disappear from her consciousness and therefore what did he do he said i'll suggest a vrata and that vrata you should uh, follow it or that vow you should follow for one year without any disturbance in that vow and if you can do that <coughs> then your desire will be fulfilled and in that vow kashyapa what is that uh, he has done he has given her a practice or a sadhana which would lift her from the stage of the first response to the stage of the fourth response and as prabhupada says in the <coughs> the uh, purport that the beauty of a woman although she is emotional but a woman is very fond of fulfilling her own desires when someone instructs her especially her husband she innocently follows and thus can be trained for better purposes so that this is the beauty of that psycho uh, physical body because on a spiritual platform there's nothing like a man and a woman but because we are looking at from the material perspective there is the man and the woman and the woman psychology is that when the husband gives her the advice or the instruction then she naturally follows her husband because by nature a woman wants to be a follower of man therefore the man is good the man can be trained for or sorry the woman can be trained for a good purpose and it requires the intelligence of kashyapa muni to train one's own partner it's not easy i know uh, a senior today they are very senior uh, devotees in krishna consciousness but when newly married the prabhu said to his wife mataji <coughs> don't eat onion and garlic she said i'm a vegetarian what is wrong in eating onion and garlic he tried to convince her but he failed on the contrary she took it as very offensive that i am not even allowed to eat onion and garlic the hell with krishna consciousness i am not going to practice so deliberately she would go with her friend to a hotel in melbourne where she'll eat onion and garlic and come back and not only that she said i'll give my children onion and garlic and she would cook uh, food at home onion and garlic and said if you want to eat you eat if you don't want to eat you can go to hotel but at home i'll prepare with onion and garlic so what it means is that we should understand the needs of a person and accordingly give the required instruction and that requires lot of tolerance and patience 
otherwise uh, there will be disturbance in the family life couple of days back i met one devotee after a long time and i used to see the devotee uh, with his partner that was before covid and these days i don't see mataji i asked her prabhu prabhu these days i am not seeing you with uh, mataji what's happened he just put his face down and he said my wife has left me i said what's the problem it's a long story prabhu it's this is not the time to talk possibly one of the reasons is that we are not able to understand the uh, the psychology of our partners or the psychology of their family members and accordingly give the instruction like kashyapa muni has understood his wife's requirement but at the same time he has his own requirement as well so he has to give a solution that would fulfill his wife's desire and equally does not compromise uh, on his uh, principle because otherwise he felt that he'll be implicated in the death of uh, uh, a wonderful person like indra and he didn't want that to happen so therefore he had to choose a solution which would satisfy both the requirements and equally understood that uh, his wife is faithful to him she would listen and hence he gave that instruction for her to do the sadhana with which she can become a vaishnavi and by becoming a vaishnavi then uh, her consciousness gets purified the desire to take revenge uh, will disappear and move from the first response to the fourth response and we are in this material world <coughs> for a reason isn't it we are all here uh, for a particular reason and this it is uh, said krishna bahir mukahana bhoga vanche kare nikatastha maya tare japatiya dhare so jagannath pandit in the prema vartana says this maya is waiting nearby and is waiting just to pounce on us we show little interest and then she captures us because if i am interested in my sensual pleasure then she is there okay here is the way and that's the difference between love and kama atmendriya preeti kama krishnendriya preeti prema so if we can transform that service attitude is there in us we want to serve now it depends on whom to serve whether we want to serve the senses our own senses or we want to serve krishna senses there is uh, a wonderful song uh written by uh, written by bob dylan mata you have uh, read that heard about that got to serve somebody bob dylan he says that you may be an ambassador to england or france you may like to gamble you might like to dance you may be the heavyweight champion of the world you may be a socialite with a long string of pearls but you are gonna have to serve somebody yes indeed you are gonna have to serve somebody well it may be the devil or it may be the lord but you are gonna serve, have to serve somebody so that serving is the nature or it's natural 
Now, whom are we going to serve? Uh, it depends on our own understanding of Krishna consciousness. Fortunate are the souls who have come in contact with Krishna consciousness. And having come in contact with Krishna consciousness, if we lose this opportunity of not becoming sincere, like Diti, she became a sincere devotee of Krishna consciousness by following the instruction of her husband Kashyapa. So we need to equally follow sincerely the instructions of our spiritual master, instructions of Srila Prabhupada, and then perfect our life. Not only perfect our life, but equally share the Krishna consciousness with others, facilitate others to come to this platform so that they also can move from the first response to the fourth response. Because this material world is like this. No matter what you are, you will be encountering or we will be placed where turbulences are a natural aspect of the material world. Padam padam vipadam natesham. And if we have the ability to tolerate, or if we can lift our consciousness to tolerate, that's excellent. As Srimad Bhagavatam, If one can lift one's consciousness and tolerate whatever is happening on the material platform, the turbulences, whether it is physical, emotional, financial, or any of the turbulences, tolerate as the mercy of the Lord, then you become the rightful owner of inheriting the kingdom of Lord Krishna, which means that one returns back home, back to Godhead in this lifetime. So summarizing uh, this verse today, we find that we are always placed in a situation where uh, we'll be hit either materially or mentally or intellectually, financially or emotionally. And then we could be, we can respond in the first way, but the best way is to respond in the fourth way, where spiritually we become stronger and we equally share or facilitate that with others so that they also become strong. Otherwise, uh, we'll be drowned and obviously when I'm drowned, I can't help anyone. And to keep our own family life intact, we should understand the psychology of our own partners. And I wish to seriously read this book, Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus. Mother, you have any uh, excerpts to share from that book? Thank you, Mataji. That's how I understand it. 
כן. Thank you, Mad. Yeah, to um, if you are newly married and you want to help, you are Krishna conscious, and your partner is not Krishna conscious, and then how do you help your partner to become Krishna conscious? Yeah. So that means that we should un we should be able to understand our partner, and because I've seen in this example. The partner, the Prabhu is highly Krishna conscious, fully Krishna conscious, but he could not understand uh, his newly married wife's desire. A simple desire, she said, I'm a vegetarian, what's wrong if I eat onion and garlic? And because he did not allow her to eat even onion and garlic, she became a rebel. She went outside to a restaurant and started eating, and at home she prepared onion and garlic. How is this possible? Because Krishna consciousness, uh, if somebody Krishna consciousness, they will uh, kind of vomit with the smell of this um, onion and garlic. Yeah, the Prabhu is Krishna conscious, but the Mataji is, isn't. You have married a vegetarian thinking that with your influence you can change the consciousness of your partner and that doesn't happen immediately. As Mataji said, you have to wait. Yes, that's right. So therefore, from day one you impose on your partner, you can't eat onion and garlic. Yes, but that's what has happened. What I'm saying is that in, in theory I can say very nicely, to some other partner, but when it comes to myself, what do I do? Because at home I find that my partner wants to eat onion and garlic. How do I respond? Because I knowingly I have married the person that she is not Krishna conscious. She is a pure vegetarian. She is born in a particular nice family. Upbringing is wonderful. She is a chaste lady. So all these qualities has made me attracted to that person and I have married. And but then. I should know how to preach Krishna consciousness to the person. I'll give my own example. This has happened in my office. I was speaking to one, uh, one of my colleagues, lady, for about 10-15 minutes. And all the while, I was not looking at her. I was talking to her. And she looked at me and said, is something wrong with you? I said, why? The last 10 minutes you are speaking to me, but you neither look at me nor look into my eyes. So I'm carrying the baggage of Krishna consciousness in my, uh, in my thinking, and I've come from a culture where I should not look at the woman's eyes nor the face, but I'm not in India. I've come to Western world. I'm in Melbourne. I'm working in the office. And I'm coming to a temple, here also here you should not look into the eyes of the lady. And then I go to office, I apply that principle, and she said, something wrong with you? So the next 15 minutes, I was looking at only her eyes and face and spoke to her. And she, happily she went away later on. And then after that we became good friends, so we talked to each other. So what I'm trying to say is that we should understand the time, place and circumstances and then equally know what the other, part, other person's level is and apply the principle. Yeah, this is what I said before you came. I said one Prabhu rang me up. Not long back, he said that, and I know that person for the last 20 years, and he said that, I'm upset. I said, what's the reason? He said, India lost the match. So what do you say to somebody who is holding the beads for the last 20 years? You may say that, what is that happening? Krishna conscious. But the person is upset because India lost a match. It's easy to smile because it has happened to others, but when it, the same thing hits at our own place, 
our own house, our own family members. Yeah. Sometimes it is not possible to tolerate also. Maybe not in the mic, I'll tell you, but I'll tell you my own. If you want, personal story has happened to me. It, is, it becomes too difficult to tolerate. Yeah, I think relationship, uh, once His Holiness Devan Swami Maharaj said that, he was talking about his sister-in-law, and he said that his brother told Maharaj that my wife has taken $200,000 loan uh, to do her PhD. And Maharaj's brother looked at Maharaj and said, I believe, is either money or my relationship. <laughs> I value my relationship. Therefore, I said 200000 alone, it's okay, fine. Okay. Any questions or any comments? You are taking um, to a, a different uh, a question which is difficult to be answered in just one or two minutes because this is a, a seminar conducted by His Glorious Chetan Charan Prabhu in one of the devotees' houses. Incidentally, I, I could attend that session. He drew a triangle and the top of the triangle is Lord Krishna. And the two bottom uh, points, uh, one point is your partner, the other point is yourself. Now, you can bring out many combinations. Both of them are good with Lord Krishna, but they do not agree with each other. That's one combination. One person is good with Krishna, Krishna consciousness, the other person is not. That's another combination. And so you can, because there are three points, from the three points you can bring out many combinations. In all those combinations, if you value relationship, you should be able to serve the other person as if you are serving, your, uh, serving the Lord. If you can imbibe that mood, then it requires a lot of patience. I remember one of my cousins, after she got married, uh, she was told that you look at your mother-in-law as if you are serving Krishna. You can know that the typical mother-in-law, daughter-in-law's friction. So that was advice given to her. That you serve your mother-in-law as if you are serving the Lord. When you are serving the Lord, Lord may serve on the platter of your time good and bad things from our perspective. But from the Lord's perspective, that's not the case. Whether good or bad, both are good for you. We think that if I'm financially I'm strong, if Krishna gives me big money, uh, well, Krishna is good for, is doing good for me. But instead, Krishna takes away that money from you. Whatever money you have, if Krishna takes it away from you, you feel that, why Krishna has done this to me? But from Krishna's perspective, both are good because he wants to correct the particular uh, jiva. But from the jiva's perspective, that's not the case. Jiva thinks that, well, money has come, Krishna is good, 
but money is taken away, he feels that Krishna is not good. So one should understand the, the triangle and then uh, try to place Krishna consciousness with respect to that four steps or four types of responses. And still it may not work, otherwise, why are there so many divorces in Krishna conscious families? That shouldn't be happening, isn't it? Senior devotees have become, have given divorce. You may say that. I asked this question to uh, Gangeshwan Prabhu once. I said, Prabhu, why so many devotees, senior devotees who have been practicing Krishna consciousness, they take divorce. Because Prabhu's background is taught, as you know all, he said, because horoscopically they are not compatible. <laughs> when astrologically they are not compatible, and if someone is not practicing Krishna consciousness seriously, then the person is on the bodily platform, then the swabhav of that person surfaces, the nature of that person surfaces. And the nature of the person is not compatible with you, obviously there will be a friction. There will be a fight. So one can transcend this swabhav only when both the partners are strong in Krishna consciousness. Otherwise, uh, they part. My son was saying, he is in Sydney, he said, Daddy, wonderful couple, both are Krishna conscious, they do a lot of service, but they don't agree with each other. And they took to divorce. He said, I can't understand. We think that because Krishna, somebody is Krishna conscious, they won't, they agree with each other. That, does, that need not be the case. Yeah, so we go back to what Chaitanya Charanda said, the triangle. That's a different, unless somebody comes to a Nishtha platform, Mataji, we are all struggling with Anartha Nivruti. And when we are struggling with Anartha Nivruti, I may, I may be a sadhaka, but still I'm struggling with my own Kama, Krodha, Madha, Moha, Matsarya, and therefore you can't say that I'm not Krishna conscious at one level. At the other level, you can say I'm not Krishna conscious. But if I'm chanting, I've been chanting for the last 20 years, and I'm still not Krishna conscious because I'm struggling with anarthas and struggle with anarthas sometimes for people could be lifetimes. It's not just one lifetime, it could be many lifetimes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's such a journey. It is. It's. It's a journey someone is taking, and on that journey, uh, somebody take may take more time. Somebody may take. Uh, Dhruva Maharaj became Krishna conscious in six months. How many of us can see in six months uh, 
लॉर्ड विष्णु चित्रकेतु सॉक संकर्षण लॉर्ड संकर्षण इन वन वीक हाउ मेनी ऑफ अस कैन डू दैट but we can't say that that person is not krishna conscious outrightly yes at one level not krishna conscious but another you because they are within the anartha they are still anartha so Sometimes the problems are so severe, Prabhu, you may not get the solution. We have a saying in Telugu, Mundu juste nuyi, venkar juste goyi. That is, in front you have a deep well, and the back you have a deep ditch. Which way to go? When you go front, you fall into the well, you die. And you go back, you fall into the ditch and you die. Which way to go? So some problems are like that. <laughs> we can only we we sincerely pray probably we only have to pray see uh, as mataji said there one guru once said to disciple asked what is meant by illusion and the guru said that when time comes i'll let you know what illusion is the disciple was not happy with that answer but anyway guru said that he kept quiet and because he was that's a gurukula and every day they need to go to forest to get the firewood so one day the brahmachari went to the forest to get some firewood and suddenly he hears a voice loud voice help me help me help me and then the disciple said this is a very familiar voice and then he heard carefully it was his own gurudev's voice help me help me then he left everything ran in the direction from where the voice was coming and there he saw his gurudev what was he doing he was clinging to the tree he was holding on the tree and said help me help me help me so as mataji was saying that we are holding on to the material energy and we are saying help me help me help me instead of holding on to the material energy hold on to the spiritual energy then automatically you you leave your hands with the material energy having said that it's not that easy yeah it is not difficult i think that that's a conversation between prabhupad and one of his disciples i think prabhupad rings the bell and the disciple comes in uh, and the said what are you doing i think disciple said i'm sleeping why are you sleeping said prabhupad i slept so late i need that help i'm only sleeping only for 2 hours then disciples of prabhupada you are a paramahamsa and what is the reply prabhupada why are you not paramahamsa <laughs> so 
I <laughs> 